Hi, it's Tuesday, and this is Allegra with your dose of modern life. Healthier, easier, more fun. On today's show, I'm going to talk about accountability and how you can use it to help you move forward on your big goals, whether they be personal or professional. This has really worked for me, and I'm excited to share it with you. Then we're going to have a friendly chat with my friend, Kalika Yap, serial entrepreneur, mom of two, firecracker extraordinaire. She always inspires me, and I know you're going to love her as well. Then I'm going to give you a new way to think about sweets, sugary goods in your life and how you can wean yourself off them in a way that is actually fulfilling and delicious. I know it sounds surprising, but stay tuned and you'll hear it. All this and more after this brief musical interlude. See you after the tunes. for my topic, accountability. Accountability is a really big word for saying something very simple, which is, are you doing what you said you were going to do? I heard a saying many years ago, it's attributed to John Maxwell, and the saying is, in order to change your life, you need to change the things that you do daily. And this really makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, you can't eat crappy food six days in a row and get in all your healthy food on that seventh day and expect to be healthy. Same with exercise, right? You can't not exercise six days in a row and then exercise for five hours on one day and expect to be healthy. That's just not the way human bodies work. And same thing with goals. You can't do nothing for six days in a row, do five hours or six hours or eight hours or even 24 hours of something on one day and expect to really move forward on your big goals, no matter what your big goals are, personal or professional. In fact, I have a friend and he is very, very serious about wanting to find a girlfriend. And I was busting his chops because he told me that in 2017, he only managed to go on two dates. And I said to him, look, if you're serious about that, you can't just go on two dates. That's just not enough. You need to be going on at least one date every two weeks. Okay, so it is January 16th. It's halfway through January, and I actually sent him a text message saying, hey, have you gone on your first date yet? And he hasn't answered me. And I'm guessing the reason he hasn't answered me is because he hasn't asked anyone out. Now, here's the reality. It is two weeks into the new year. It's always a good time to start on a goal. So don't worry. If you haven't done anything between January 1st and January 16th towards a goal that you said that you have for 2018, start today. And here's how I keep myself accountable in a way that I think is really fun and easy and motivating. When I have a big goal that I'm working on, whatever it is, I get a little magnetic calendar. Now, before one caveat. A couple weeks ago during an episode, I talked about my number one tip for creating lasting change in my life is to only do one thing at a time. So you might have 10 goals. That's fantastic. Pick one that you're really focusing on now. Maybe you pick one personal, one professional, right? Because two different areas of your life, but, but just try and focus on one and then get yourself a little magnetic calendar, right? These are, these are the type of calendars that a lot of times people give out. I think I got my first one from a real estate agent and I loved it because the magnetic back allowed me to put it onto my light right above my laptop. 
And the goal that I was working on the time was a writing goal. And what I would do is every time I wrote, I would highlight the date in pink and I would write my word count next to the date. And I just loved seeing those string of pink dots adding up. And it really just created a great habit for me to the point where now I really do a lot of writing every single day. It's become a habit of mine. And it's because I did it for so long, keeping myself, I kept myself accountable for so long to the point where it became a habit. You know, they say that if you do something three weeks in a row, everyone, there's some, you know, discussion about what's the exact number. Is it 21 days in a row, 24 days in a row, 30 days, 60 days? But the truth is, is look, if you do something enough, it's going to become a habit. It's going to become something that you want to do, something you feel good doing. So what you want to do is work towards your goal, work towards it every day for long enough, or, you know, almost every day. I like to say 75% of the time. Okay, as long as you're working on something 75% of the time, 75% of days, then you're going to be moving forward, establishing a good habit, and keeping yourself accountable and moving forward in achieving your goals. So the, those magnetic calendars are fantastic. And if you are someone who is reward-driven, give yourself a reward. So say to yourself, hey, if I hit, right, so let's say your goal is to exercise, okay? If I exercise 75% of the next 60 days, which you will keep yourself accountable with that little mini calendar, then I'm going to give myself this reward, which could be maybe a new, you know, workout outfit. And that's a great way to establish a new habit and move yourself forward on your goals. Coming up next, my chat with steel entrepreneur and firecracker extraordinaire, Kalika Yap. After the tunes. Hello, big wide world. I am here with my dear friend, Kalika Yap. Say hello, Kalika. Hello, Allegra. I love you. <laughs> so Kalika and I have known each other a long time, and I re distinctly remember the night I met you. It was at a networking event in Santa Monica, actually. It might have been at Earth Foods or something like that. And first of all, Kalika is hard to forget because she is just this bundle of energy She's so positive. You will never meet anyone more supportive, more helpful, more just willing to give you advice and lift you up. And I also remembered you, of course, because at the time you only had one business, <laughs> which we'll get into that in a second. We'll get into that in a second. But you had this you have this business called Citrus Studios and you had this mm -hmm. you have this very memorable business card, right? Because it's the shape of an orange and it's small. It's about the size of a silver dollar. So before we get into your business, because I just want people to know that you're a real person, <laughs> because when you read about Kalika, it's hard to believe she's a real person. And I'm here to vouch for you. She's a real person. I've eaten, I've made pizza with her. You know, <laughs> we've drunk out of plastic glasses together. Kalika is a real person, <laughs> despite the fact that she's always perfectly quaffed. I mean, seriously, like, I feel like a mess compared to you. So oh my God. you're so beautiful and gorgeous. <laughs> so Kalika is a mom of two lovely daughters, lovely, very accomplished, smart little, little munchkins who are going to rule the world and very involved with their school as you know, is, is such a wonderful blessing to be able to be a part of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You're a part of Entrepreneurs Organization, or as its shorthand is EO. In fact, you 
you you run a, one of their podcasts. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So EO Wonder Podcast is a podcast that we started last year because um, EO already had an existing podcast, but it was by a male host and he was interviewing lots of you know male entrepreneurs. And I just thought that it would be great to be able to have more representation for women and be able to ask questions of women entrepreneurs that I wanted to, to um, listen to and, and hear from. And so I complained. <laughs> complained. <laughs> they said, hey, Kaliga, why don't you be part of the solution rather than being part of the problem? And so what was really interesting about this podcast is, is I, you know, on top of all the multiple businesses and the family, like it was just one more thing. And I procrastinated, you know, because it was just some one other thing that was felt really overwhelming. But then once I started doing it, it was, I just became in love with the technology and in love with, you know, meeting other women entrepreneurs and, you know, being a teacher of some sort, you know, to be able to share wisdom to all, you know, women entrepreneurs. So we not only um, interview women entrepreneurs, but we also interview lots of uh, phenomenal men entrepreneurs that um, support, um, you know, women. So there you go. Women entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs, you have to check out Kalika's podcast, EO Wonder Podcast. And so you are also a serial concurrent entrepreneur. Explain the concurrent part and tell us a little bit about your businesses. So usually when people have serial, you know, they say that they're serial entrepreneurs, they'll start a company, sell it and move on to the next one, you know, have, you know, unwavering focus on one business, but you know, not me. <laughs> so I have three businesses that are, you know, concurrently, ha you know, um, you know, successful and running and with employees. And the first one is Citrus Studios, a branding agency uh, and digital marketing agency based in Santa Monica. We've been around for 18 years and we do um, lots of, you know, great branding work for some of the um, companies that you may know of, you know, Nix Cosmetics, um, Stanford University, UCLA, USC. Um, and then my second business, LuxLink, L-U-X-E-L-I-N-K, uh, I invented the purse hook. And so we sell that online um, on Amazon and also uh, through our website. And, and a the purse third business, hook, you, it's a little <laughs> metal thing that you link through your handles so that your purse can be suspended on either a table or a chair or a bar so it's not on the floor, right? Just to clarify. Yes, yes, yes. And, and then when I, I pull just have it to out, tell, I have to tell one funny story about that because for a long time, you're, you didn't have a Lux link that could actually hold your personal purse because <laughs> your personal purse weighs about 50 pounds because she has, you know, 10 books and two laptops in her purse. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, <laughs> but you recently came up with a heavy duty one too. So great for either purses or laptops or briefcases, whatever. Okay, go on. Yeah. And the third business is the waxing company. Um, it's in Honolulu and we, um, you know, do body waxing, et cetera. And yeah. And then my latest venture is Orange and Bergamot, where we are democratizing branding. Uh, we believe that every company falls within 12 core archetypes. And so we're removing all the bottlenecks and constraints to be able to provide affordable branding for the people. Okay, and we're and Orange and Bergamot is just going to have to be its own interview because I'm sure people want to hear about that. And 
Kalika is going to be a reoccurring guest on my podcast. So the really awesome thing is that if you have a question for Kalika, you can send it in either if you, I know most people listen to me on iTunes and Google, but if you download the Anchor FM app, which is free and easy to use, you can actually do a call in where you record a question for me or Kalika. You can also email me at hello at AllegraRamos.com. So I think Orange Bergamo is such a great uh, standalone. So let's move on from there. <laughs> so now, Kalika, in addition to you know being family, having all of these businesses, philanthropy, she's also just my go-to friend whenever I, like for instance, with the podcast, I had been using one technology and she turned me on to another technology that we're actually using right now, Zencaster, that has been so much easier to use. So you're always really up on things. How do you manage to stay up on technology, philosophy, strategies, books? How do you do it? I think it's important, you know, as entrepreneurs to be able to find your tribe. And I, uh, you know, just like you, you know, feel that my community is really important uh, to my growth. And you really are the five people that you hang out with. And so for me, I choose to hang out with people who are entrepreneurs, who are positive. And so we're constantly sharing um, these tactics. And so when I was embarking on this road to podcasting, I just reached out to all my friends who had different podcasts, and they were so willing to share their arsenal of tools and tactics. And, and that's how I found out about Zencaster. You know, I, I, I asked a question, I raised my hand and I said, help me please. And, you know, they were willing to help me. And you are always willing to help others. Now you mentioned something earlier when we were just talking about how you were listening to the EO podcast and it was great information, but it wasn't necessarily applying to you as a woman. So I have a theory, and I'm curious about your thought on this theory, which is that, you know, I and I talked about this on an earlier episode about how some people recommend just doing one thing and doing that one thing amazing, right? Which I think is a, absolutely a useful strategy. However, I'm the sort of person who doesn't feel fulfilled if I'm just focusing on one thing, because that just... That just bores me. And actually, I, I read a quote by Hugh Jackman the other day, who he said that a producer t told him early on, you know, you do too many things, Hugh. You sing, you dance, you want to do Broadway, you want to do movies, you want to do big movies, you want to do small movies. Like, you have to do one thing. And Hugh Jackman said, "Where's the? F what's the fun in that? So do you feel like this is something that is distinctly, is is different women versus men or maybe you know, there's a higher uh, percentage of women who sort of like to multitask. I don't know. I just feel like I want to define success on my own terms. And for me, success on my own terms means doing the podcast, teaching the cooking classes, you know, working on different things. How about you? Yeah, you know, I, I I really don't understand when people say like you should really just have one type of career and one type of focus because when we were in college, even when we were in elementary school, you know, we always had different subjects, always had different you know, uh, learnings, right? You would you would have social studies, you have English, you'd have math, and so why did that stop? You know, right, when we became right. adults. Right. Like, why can't we have all, you know, why can't we be, you know, Renaissance men and women? You know, I don't think it's a it's really a gender thing, but I think that it's really a, a brain thing. You know, a lot of times people always ask me that, like, how 
why, you know, why, how, why, why do you do this? Right. And I think for me, you know, there's that great quote, you know, um, learn as if you're going to live forever, but live as if you're today's your, your last day. And I think that, um, if you open your eyes to the breadth and depth of the world and also not hold grudges, I think, you know, for me, like a big theme for me is just really forgive yourself, forgive others, because then there's no room. There's so much room in your brain to be able to explore and to learn. You know, curiosity is, I think, really, really important, you know, so that you won't keep um doing the same thing. And I think that it, it helps the world, you know, when you can play and work at the same time. So when you say forgive to, to free up space, you mean because it's holding some sort of weight there in your brain or soul or whatever. Is that what you yeah, mean? Like so, so for me, um, I feel like I have the room, the space to have this creativity or this focus on other ventures because I'm not thinking about the conversation that I had like two weeks ago with, you know, the waiter at that restaurant who, you know, put, set the food down wrong. You know, like <laughs> right, you're not... just, I, I'm not thinking about that or like I should have had said this or, you know, making rehashing <laughs> conversations or like living in the future. You know, my mother-in-law, you know, over the holiday breaks, she's just like, you know, what, what happened, you know, what happens if Malia gets into this, you know, very expensive private school? And I'm thinking, you know, I, I think that we're going to deal with it when that happens. Like, so, so they're having these conversations with themselves. Like, what if, like, it hasn't even happened yet. Like, why are you even thinking about that? So for, for me, like, I was just thinking about the noodles that she had placed right in front of me and the soup that was right in front of me. And I'm like enjoying it. And I'm thinking, huh, it's so interesting. You know, you're thinking about something that's going to happen in March and we'll deal with it in March. You know, like, right. I'm, I'm just really enjoying the zero degree weather in New Jersey right now. But it's true. Like if you think about some, if you rehash something or if you're worrying about the future, you're thinking about something two or three or four or five times rather than one time. And that, all right. that I think time, that's a waste of time. I really right. do. You're thinking about like, huh, should I, what should I, you know, cook for dinner tonight? You know, and then you're thinking like, okay, it's a roast beef. It's a roast beef. Like, you know, like it's just, oh, I know you're vegetarian. <laughs> so like the eggplant farmer. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not. It's so funny the things people assume about me. Why do I think of you, that you're always vegetarian? I was um, vegetarian. Because I'm vegetarian for, now. I, I was vegetarian for seven years, but I'm no, I'm no longer. Yeah, I, I feel like it's just a waste of, of time and space. And there's a great book by Dale Carnegie, at Stop Worrying and Start Living. And he talks about living in date tight compartments. You know, forget the past and, and and don't think about the future and just live today. And just, you know, because there's only one one time right now. It's this moment. Like right now, like I'm, you know, focusing on just having this one conversation with you, you know, and um, not thinking about what I'm going to have to eat later on. <laughs> Except now that you said that, I want to think about what I'm going to eat later on. <laughs> Actually, the, so I think that's a great point because my last podcast of 2017, I talked about rituals for letting go of things because I, I absolutely agree with you on that. So, okay. So final question for this interview, what book did you read recently that you want to recommend? I really love the book Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. If you haven't read it before, um, you know, she talks about you know, 
embracing your life, you know, with the heart of a Buddha. So she's got these great guided meditations. But a lot of times, you know, people are held back because they feel so bad about what they've done to themselves or to other people. And they're constantly beating themselves up. And I think what she, most important in this book is just to really just let that go, you know, so that you can live the best life that you can and so that you can really make an impact in the world. Because you, know, you can't make an impact if you're constantly living in in this fear that, you know, you're going to make a mistake or I've made so many mistakes and I'm a terrible person. Like, let that all go, you know, accept yourself because, you know, each and every one of us, you know, has a gift and a talent to share in this world and focus on the talent and focus on um, that to be able to move the world forward. And I really just enjoyed that book. Highly recommend it. Well, I'll have to check that one out. I haven't heard about that one. Thank you so Not much, Kalika. And so for everyone else, and by the way, the next interview I want to do, Kalika, is about Orange Bergamot. So for those people who are interested in these 12 archetypes and finding out more about that, check out the next interview that I'll do with Kalika. And if you have any questions for Kalika, what she's reading, how she balances it, you know, what it's like to be superwoman and have perfect hair, then <laughs> oh feel God. free to send them dry to bar. hello. <laughs> dry bar. Oh, yeah, you love dry bar. Hello at AllegraRamos.com or through the Anchor FM app, which is totally free, but it's a great way for you to just record a message and then I can play it on the air, which is fun to hear. So thank you so much, Kalika. I can't wait to talk to you again. I love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Coming up next, a counterintuitive tip for curbing your sweet tooth. After the tunes. And now for my tip on curbing your sweet tooth. I, like most people, enjoy a good sweet. However, I do have a rule in our house, which is that if we're going to eat a sweet, say a cake or a cookie or a muffin, then it has to be homemade. And I do this for a number of reasons. One, I do it so that I control what ingredients are going into my food. There are a lot of ingredients in processed food, preservatives, artificial colors, artificial flavors that our body just are not handled to process well. So I do it for my health. Secondly, I do it for my taste buds because once you've tasted homemade sweets that are made well, you don't want the stuff bought in the store. You know, it's not fresh enough. The ingredients aren't high enough quality. Oh my gosh, Terrasol Vanilla. Look up this company, Terrasol, T-E-R-R-A-S-O-U-L. They have the most amazing vanilla that has absolutely ruined me for all other vanillas. So it just tastes better. It's fresher. Three, it's really fun to bake. It's, it just scratches that itch for being creative and nurturing your family and doing something good for you. And because of all of those things, because baking things from scratch takes longer, you will, might actually find that you're eating sweets less often because they're not always readily available. And sometimes you say to yourself, "Ugh, I just don't feel like going through the work of making it. That's great. Maybe that means you just shouldn't have it now. So don't scratch that itch by going out and buying junk food. Force yourself to say, I'm only going to eat high quality junk food because then you'll eat it less often. Okay. So there's my tip for curbing your sweet tooth while fulfilling yourself creatively and also just, oh my gosh, baked goods made from scratch just tastes so much better. So thanks for tuning in today. 
If you thought my show was fun or useful, please let me know by sending a tip through Patreon. I appreciate your support. Patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Allegra Ramos, A-L-E-G-R-E-R-A-M-O-S. I have great thank you gifts for my supporters, and I look forward to when I have 500 patrons and I can hire an editor to provide you with more great content for your dose of modern life, healthier, easier, and more fun. I'll see you next Tuesday when we'll be interviewing my friend Angela White Randolph, who has just gone through an amazing life change. She worked her way up the corporate ladder of a fortune, just barely fortune out of the Fortune 100 company. And she's an amazing woman who suffered a devastating loss a number of years ago, which you'll hear her talk about. And she talks about, you know, climbing the corporate ladder as a woman, as a woman of color. I love her to death, and I know you're going to love hearing about her too. And subscribe to my podcast. Maybe you listen on iTunes or Google. That's awesome. But if you'd like to submit questions to me or email me, download the free Anchor FM app. And then you can do a call-in, which means you can leave me a voicemail message and I can play it on the air, which is super fun. Until next time, be a spark in the world. Ever now.